Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. I want to start off today by saying again, a massive congratulations to everybody who uh, has or is uh, making the transition to continuing to share your yoga online. Um, I've taken some amazing classes in the past week. I took a great class uh, the adaptive yogi. Thanks, Jenny, for the most beautiful yoga nidra ever. Uh, what a fantastic thing to do on a rainy Sunday afternoon. I uh, got to go to Auckland and do yoga nidra. So thanks. Awesome. Um, and for everybody else who's overcoming, figuring it out, failing forward, uh, sharing your yoga, uh, well done. Well done. You know, it's just... It's just fantastic. So uh, thank you for all that you're doing. And as always, if you're getting stuck on stuff, if you've got tech issues, the conversation is still really rich in my um, Facebook group, Abundant Yoga Teachers. A lot of tech support and stuff happening over there. People trying to figure out Namastream, people not wanting to know what camera to buy, etc. So that's all happening there. Uh, and if I can help you with anything, do just reach out to me at Amy Yoga Biz Coach on Instagram. I know that um, I've spoken to a bunch of yoga teachers so far today, and it definitely happened for me this morning that Zoom has implemented a new level of security. So if you haven't checked this out yet, do be mindful that uh, Zoom meetings that you may have set up last week may now have actually may now have new URLs or require a password for your people to get in. So if you are Zooming your classes and you've already sent out Zoom links for the week, do go check your account and make sure that you're all up to speed with any new privacy settings that may have been introduced um, unbeknownst to you over the weekend. It's fairly straightforward to fix. It's just a bit of administrivia that you didn't see coming, but just check that out, folks, because I would hate for you to have be all set and ready to go and have smudged the shit out of your lounge room only to find that five people have all paid are sending you desperate emails when you're trying to be present and grounded saying, I can't get in. <laughs> okay, so uh, today I'm going to be talking about handling rejection. How do you handle rejection? Or this week's topic alternate title, what would Parvati do? <laughs> what would Parvati do? Handling rejection or what would Parvati do? Um, I heard over the weekend uh, one of the yoga teachers in this community that I really admire. Uh, was She was feeling a bit deflated and uh, she shared with me that she had 11 people booked in for a restorative yoga two-hour thing, I think it was, work, mini workshop, uh, and then Shazam! the special times happened and so she offered all of her people uh, the opportunity to do it virtually instead and all 11 said thanks but no could you please just process our refund and she was feeling a bit disheartened about that you know um, so I thought well maybe there's other people out there who are also feeling a little bit rejected um, and for once I'm not going to bring in anything to do with my dating life. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so let's talk about it. How do you handle rejection? If you know, has that happened to you? Have you felt bummed that um, people have asked you for refunds or people haven't followed you to online? Uh, are you feeling, you know, are your numbers dropping? Are you experiencing rejection in your business? Um, and how are you handling it? We're going to be talking about that today and our, uh, our, our mascot for the conversation is, of course, poverty. And, you know, I was thinking about poverty yesterday too because when you stay at home all the time and you live alone, look, the reality is you just don't have to wash as much, right? You just don't. You don't have to have like the post-workout shower. You just kind of get dry and maybe have a shower later. Like there's fewer reasons. Tell me I'm not wrong here. You just, there's no one else. As long as I can live with myself, it's all right. I mean, it's not getting to the point of things that are getting itchy, but you know, we don't need to be abluting quite so often. Anyway, all of this made me think of poverty because of course, that's how Ganesha was made, right? Poverty just scraped herself up into a mass and turned it into her own kid slash lover, depending on your preferred background. Uh, anyway, that she did come to mind. I did start to think, you know, Amy, <laughs> if you get close to Ganesha territory here, you need to get yourself in the shower. <laughs> but we're not talking about Amy's bodily situation uh, in the context of poverty today. Thank God, says everybody who ever listens to this podcast. In fact, we're talking about poverty in the sense of, man, could that lady handle rejection? Shiz. So let me tell you a little bit about her. In case you don't know, poverty, well, obviously, she's Ganesha's, Ganapati's mum, slash lover, married to Shiva. Um, Not not a goddess in the true sense. Maybe she was a reincarnation of a goddess, but maybe she's an earthly being. She's kind of like one of those quasis. Um, and she was obsessed from her birth. She was obsessed about Shiva and she, it was her dharma that she become his wife. And now we need to think about Shiva in this context. You know, he was... I mean, he was a bad boy. If you were going to bring any of the gods home, I mean, he was, maybe he wasn't the bad boy. Maybe that was, maybe Krishna was the ladies' man. But Shiva was like, he was the freak show. He was the kind of the Marilyn Manson boyfriend. Uh, he had dreadlocks, ill. Um, he just meditated all the time and did wacky shit, like smearing himself with the, you know, ash from cremation grounds. He was a weird guy. Uh, and, and Parvati's parents were a bit like, um, okay. It was an intense fascination that she had from when she was a teeny tiny little girl and it didn't leave her. And we know that in yoga land, these sorts of things are indicators of dharma. Like that was her dharma. She was put here for the reason of becoming Shiva's wife. Now, <laughs> arguably, um, the yoga teacher I was mentioning before transitioning 11 people into an online restorative workshop would be easier than an earthly maiden marrying an agori like God. However, <laughs> who knows? 
So Parvati, she got to a point of, uh, you know, age. She got to a certain age where she was, her, she told her parents, I'm going to go do this. I'm, I'm going to go get this guy. He, I'm meant for him. He is meant for me. I'm going to go figure it out. And so she went to where he was meditating in his cave, doing his whacked out, gory, freaky deaky yoga mendicant things. And, um, she, she worked on it. She tried to, to, to get his attention. She tried to seduce him in a very good Indian girl way. She tried everything she could think of to get this guy to notice her and propose marriage. Uh, she cared for him. She, did, she swept up the cave. She brought the flowers for the puja. She made the garlands. She sorted out the food. She did all of the things that she thought would indicate that she was uh, good material to be a wife. And to be perfectly frank, um, Shiva could not give a single fuck. Just not remotely interested in all of that nonsense. Thank you very much. He's going into the absolute withdrawing. He's all of his, you know, withdrawal of the senses, you name it, uh, not interested at all in this annoying little human who's trying to curry favor. So uh, rejection? Yes. So what happened next? So then poverty's up the ante. You know, she thought, okay, well, that didn't work. What can I do instead? And this is really at the heart of what I want to talk about today. And we'll come back to talk about exactly what poverty did but this is where for us in business right now this is your opportunity poverty for her whole life knew that she was meant to marry shiva she left her home she was a princess she was living very fine she left her home alone to go live on a mountaintop with a scary smelly man who did weird shit not only that but she took care of all the icky mucky yucky stuff for him she was all in and he didn't even look at her zero big old zero total swipe left on the poverty situation. But she didn't go, oh, eh, and get her little poverty bag and hustle back to her castle. No, she came up with some other ideas. This is what I want to talk about today. Because just like poverty, you get to come up with other ideas. It's never no. It's just not yet. And the beautiful part of all of this is you get to be in control. You get to have the power when you assume 100% responsibility for the result that you want. If you are absolutely obsessed about filling up your mini retreat or your one-to-one virtual mentoring or your online yoga studio... If you are absolutely obsessed about that and you take 100% responsibility for making it happen, you're not going to feel rejected. You're going to feel lit up and inspired about the play of figuring it out. Huh, okay, cleaning the cave, doing all of that, Mm, didn't work. What else have I got? You know, we had the first class today for the uh, 
Facebook ads know-how for yoga teachers. Um, and one of the folks that's in the program said something about how she's um, she spent a whole bunch of money on Facebook ads and hasn't had any business success yet. And for me, that's like great news because the only thing that's actually the variable in that equation is her. And the only thing she has complete control of is her. So cool. This is not rejected. It's not that she sucks at ads. It's not that she should abandon this. And she hasn't because obviously she's in the program, but just to, you know, for, for touch a smattering of Amy hyperbole on a Monday, you know, she hasn't, hasn't thrown a fit and gone home. She's right there, rolled up the sleeves. Okay. I sucked at that, but I got something else. What else can I do to get the results that I want? I'm not giving up on the results. I'm not abandoning myself and my desires. I'm not, um, I'm not being a victim. I'm not self-abandoning. I'm staying here. I'm committed to my results. I'm certainly not feeling rejected. I'm just looking for another door. That one was locked. I'm just looking for another door. So what else did Parvati do? Well, she um, she did a bunch of things. She uh, stood on one leg for thousands of years in hot coals. You know, that's an option. Uh, wouldn't be my go-to, but she did that. She was naked for a while. Um, she's only ate wet leaves for a while. Uh, um, she uh, she she got involved. Well, she got involved with. Uh, this uh, situation with the gods where there was a demon. Don't you love these yoga stories? There was this demon. There was a demon and he was going to like tear the place down. And um, the only thing that could kill the demon was Parvati and Shiva's son. Surely this bodes well for Parvati getting the goal. Uh, So the gods like, okay, shit, he hasn't nothing that she's done. The sexy thing, the leaves, the hot coals, none of that's sort of working yet. What else can we do? Uh, I know, let's get Indian Cupid, a.k.a. Karma, which of course is uh, desire, as in Karma Sutra, yeah. Uh, So let's get him, come, shoot the arrow into Shiva, you know, Shazambo, they'll get it on, we'll get the kid, the kid will kill the demon, the universe will be okay. Great. So uh, the plan gets put into place. The arrow gets shot. Shiva gets stuck with the arrow. He opens his eyes and it's like those, um, you know, like a, uh, when, you know, Garth and the Dreamweaver woman kind of he has that moment. There's like a, a circle of love hearts around his head. He's got the Roger Rabbit kind of heart-shaped pupils, the whole thing. Um, and then gone because he's Shiva and he's more powerful than the the god of desire and he's like meh forget about it swats away the arrow back to meditating um essentially for poverty and everybody else and the demon situation no dice that didn't work um but you know but she still persisted she didn't she just kept looking for other doors you know you think you've got a great opportunity the gods are on my side brahma is orchestrating this whole situation so that I can get up the duff with shiver and save the world. And it still doesn't work. You know, there are a lot of opportunities here for her to be like, fuck this, I'm going home. But she didn't because she knew what she wanted and she was taking complete responsibility for making it happen. 
And she just persisted and she persisted and she kept doing her practice and she kept, she was the ultimate yogini. She was doing all of her work in the forest. She was doing her tapasya. She was, uh, you know, do, putting in the work. She was not giving up. Um, and then one day, you know, Shiva started to notice. Um, and um, she didn't uh, quit. She didn't go pandering to him. She just kept on doing her thing. And, and Shiva, you know, he, he really noticed. Um, and he thought, well, you know, maybe there's something in this. Maybe this chick, maybe she's onto something. Maybe she's okay. I, maybe I, you know, maybe I missed a match. <laughs> so uh, he, he thought, he decides that he'd like to figure it out. He's, he wants to just test a little bit and see, um, you know, is she really what she says she is? Essentially, it's the like, the the yoga um puranic period cyber stalking which looks like this he assumed the role of an old man he took the form of an old man and he uh came up on poverty in the forest um this old kind of beggar man and uh old grandpa and and he starts asking her questions and he starts kind of belittling Shiva and trying to get Parvati on side for, for trash-talking Shiva, right? Um, you know, how, how he weird he is and how he stinks and how he doesn't do anything and, you know, how she could get someone so much better. He, you know, he's really trash-talking on, on, on himself, on Shiva, to see what, how Parvati would react. And despite the fact that she's been, take, like, nude, <laughs> eating nothing but wet leaves and then even giving up on those... Uh, standing in hot coals on one leg for 3,000 years. You know, she's put in some work here. Despite all of it, she is, she, she will not be swayed by this old man. And she immediately and, and passionately comes to Shiva's defense and tells the old man to get lost, that, that Shiva is the guy for her, that she will do whatever it takes, that she is fully committed and that she doesn't care what that old man says. She's there for the long haul and she trusts that if she does her dharma, uh, you know, though that's going to bear the fruits that she's looking for. And in that moment, of course, uh, it's the kiss the frog moment where Shiva takes on his normal form of handsome um, ripped. If you look at some of those cartoons, hello, uh, ripped, dreadlocky, sexy Shiva, um, and he's like, hey, and she's like, hey, and then he says, like, that was just, like, so impressive, um, can I, like, give you a boon, uh, and she's like, boon, what, and of course, you know, uh, <laughs> what does she ask for, she says, don't you know my boon already, and, um, they get married, Ta-da! the answer, um, the end, so here we have a story of a woman who, fair to say, put through some fairly high level adversity numerous operate opportunities to take that rejection really personally and go home quit give up self-abandon but she didn't she just stayed the course she was so clear on what she wanted and she continued to take 100% responsibility for the outcome that she was going for so this is how I believe you handle rejection, with one caveat. If you've done something stupid and it gets rejected, 
don't do it again. But if you know like poverty did, if you know it in your bones to be true, if you know that it is meant to happen no matter what, if you feel called to keep knocking on doors until one opens, then there is no handling rejection because handling rejection presumes that you are accepting a status other than the one that you want. My coach used to say to me, you know, there is no such thing as burnout or overwhelm for someone who has the right level of creativity. It's only when we're feeling starved um, for creativity that's when we feel overwhelm or burnout. So if you haven't got the results that you want, if you know like you know like you know that this thing that you have been called to create needs to be there in the world, then your job is to simply be creative and come up with another idea. Okay, the nude in the forest didn't work. Let's try eating the wet leaves. Note, these are both analogies. They're not yoga sales techniques. You will get into trouble in a number of ways if you try those. I just want to be very clear. I am not advising you go the naked or the wet leaves option or the standing in the coals in the 3,000 years. These are, you know, these are, these are analogies, folks. <laughs> but she, you know, she took some pretty wild different directions. I'm going to do a dietary thing. I'm going to do a, like a clothing thing. I'm going to do like an asana thing. I'm going to do a talking to the gods thing, a bhakti thing. She tried a whole bunch of different stuff. And at not one point did she say, well, maybe it's just not meant to be. Because she knew that it was meant to be and she decided that because she knew that it was her job to figure it out. You cannot be overwhelmed if it is a creative process. If you are in your creative space, your creative energy, you don't feel overwhelmed. If you are in your creative energy, you feel like you're in flow. You feel lit up. You feel motivated. You feel inspired. You feel like you're going to roll up your sleeves and get your craft box and come up with something else, baby. That's what being in your creative space feels like. And that type of energy means you're not thinking, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I'm not as good as anybody else. If I was younger, it would be easier. It's okay for you because you don't have kids at home. La, 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 whatever. You don't go there. You just go into, okay, cool. Uh, that sucked. What'll I do instead? So for anybody who's feeling rejection right now, if your students haven't migrated into virtual like you wanted to, if you're feeling um, dejected because this online thing is warping your mind and you're convinced it's not for you, you know, any of that kind of funky town energy, I want you to take some advice from Parvati. You're choosing to accept that if you're stuck in it. What I suggest otherwise, if you know that that thing is meant to be, like if you know that your restorative workshop is meant to be, or if you know that you are supposed to crush it at Facebook ads or whatever it is for you, if you know that that is there, your job is to innovate. Your job is to get creative. Your job is to get back into flow and try something else. Knock on another door. Take a different approach. Think laterally. Do something you've never done before. And celebrate what happens. Enjoy the results that you get from doing that. Handling rejection or what would poverty do? 
there you have it. Uh, I hope that's useful, folks. A slightly shorter podcast um, for this week, but a couple of things before I finish up. First, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, I have created uh, what I'm calling a pay it forward challenge. Not a particularly inspiring name, but hey, I was on the hop. Um, and essentially it's this, you know, um, I really believe that we are incredibly blessed and privileged to have a vocation that can so easily go from in-person to online. Because if you think about so many other people who work in the service industry, you can't give a virtual haircut. You can't give a virtual massage. You can't uh, fix someone's virtual toilet. Uh, You can't be someone else's virtual in-home carer. Uh, you know, you can't, whatever else, you get my point, but you can teach yoga online and guess what? It's still fairly freaking awesome. We are so incredibly lucky to be in this space. And so I've heard from a few people who are like, oh, the economy's turned downturn and people haven't got any money and I'm going to give away everything for free. And I'm just going to take like a supplement from the government. Um, and I got to say, I say, fuck that for an idea. I say we have a vocation that can pivot, that can go online. We have a service that people need right now. We have the capacity to make great money. And rather than feeling guilty about that, oh, I shouldn't make too much because my husband's lost his job, or I shouldn't make too much because my girlfriend got, you know, her retail job, she lost it. So I should just play small and not do much and get the subsidy from the government or whatever, draw down my retirement. Hell no. You've got something that has great value that is in demand right now that you can do from your house. Do you know how lucky that makes you and me like blessed, incredibly lucky, arguably We are made to thrive in this current situation. And I mean that. So rather than dimming your light, rather than playing small, rather than accepting a little bowl of gruel and being okay with it, I'm challenging everybody to make bank right now. Why? Because what you do is good for people and because you can. And that is nothing to be taken for granted right now. So many people can't. And this is where the pay it forward challenge comes into place. Because I'm not saying go make all the money and stockpile it in your mattress. What I'm saying is what we need now is people buying shit. So guess what? You've got something that people need that you can do from your house. Tick, tick, tick. And when you make money with that thing, you can go buy something from someone else. Apparently, someone from the Ballarat Mushroom Farm is delivering grow-your-own-mushroom boxes to everybody in my street today. Why? Because that person who normally sells mushrooms at farmer's markets is fucked if we don't all buy a grow-your-own-mushrooms box. And guess what? I like mushrooms. I don't want to leave my house. So grow-your-own-mushrooms box is amazing. And I can afford to buy one because I've got a business that can work virtually. So do you. So what can you do to make money so that you can pay it forward? Now, specifically, this challenge is for this reason. Here's the challenge that I've thrown down to everybody. I have put a post in my Facebook group, Abundant Yoga Teachers, called the, it says, I've written on it, Pay It Forward Challenge. That's a big, ugly post. It says, Pay It Forward Challenge. It's got a picture of me doing Reverse Warrior. Can't miss it. 
what if you want to take part, this is what you do. You agree that when the next time that someone turns up to your online yoga that you didn't know, so with my private clients, we tend to call these people randoms. <laughs> next time you get a random, they've paid, they're not free, but someone who's signed up, bought a drop-in class, hey, Brian, good to see you. Who the F is Brian? Who cares? Welcome. Next time you have one of those, your job is to go to that post in my Facebook group and look at all of the amazing yoga offerings that people have put up there. Pick one, book yourself in and go take someone else's class. Go pay that ticket forward by giving it to another yoga teacher. And when you've done that, add your offering to the feed, to the to thread, so that someone can go buy a class from you. And who knows? Maybe you'll find a new teacher. Maybe you'll find a new friend. Maybe you'll find a peer that you can learn from. Maybe you'll learn a whole lot of, well, shit, I'm not going to do that. Uh, there's no bad news here. So if you're up for it, the Pay It Forward Challenge is happening right now uh, purely because um, abundance is only abundance when it flows. And I think we are incredibly blessed to be in a position where we can continue to do, albeit in a different way, what we are here to do, uh, continue to make money and continue to support people who aren't as blessed as we are. Less free yoga, more paid yoga, more paying it forward. Lastly today, and very quickly, um, I'll talk about this more later, but this is for those of you who need it right now. I've never done this before, but for the next couple of weeks, I am offering single coaching sessions. Um, so a 45-minute coaching session, which is what you get every week if you're my private client. But I know there are a whole bunch of people who need to talk um, about their business, about changing things up, about pricing, payment structures, technology, what to do with retreats later in the year, all of those sorts of things. They need a little bit of coaching support from me. So I'm doing a special times special. This won't happen again, but it is happening now. Um, so if you would like a 45-minute session with me, um, you can buy one by itself. Um, I haven't made a fancy page or anything like that for it yet. That's coming. But if you need it right now and you can't wait, go to tinyurl.com forward slash special times support. tinyurl.com forward slash special times support. Uh, those sessions are cray-cray. Uh, uh, um, don't tell my coach. They're $97 if you want one. Uh, you've got to use it within a month month of buying it. If you want more than one, you can only buy four max. Like I said, I haven't made a sexy page at all yet. I will later. But if you need support, if you're like, ah, what do I do? Um, book in for one of those. Uh, I'd love to help you. I know a couple of people have bought them already and I only put the page together this morning. So um, happy to help folks. And uh, thank you for those people who have already taken action. All right, like I said, a slightly shorter episode today, but I hope that was helpful, folks. You know, rejection is optional. <laughs> like, I mean, it, again, if, if it was clear that Shiva just wasn't interested, then she should have quit because that's kind of, you know, embarrassing. <laughs> but she knew that it was her dharma. She knew like she knew like she knew. And so she didn't freak out. She didn't give up. She didn't get angry. She didn't feel rejected. She didn't take it personally. She just came up with other ideas until it worked. 
She persisted. So if you haven't got the outcome that you wanted for something yet, it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means you haven't quite figured it out yet. What can you change? What can you do differently? Can you, um, like one of my keep growing um, mastermind women, we were talking about, she has this amazing two and a half hour in-person training that she was really looking forward to delivering. So, okay, that can't happen. What about we do it online? And if we do it online, what about if we break it down into two one hour things? And what about if we added in some extra resources that people could do by themselves? And now let's go sell it. You know, how can you innovate? How can you change it up? How can you uh, be more creative Get your crafting box out. How can you be more creative so that you feel that uh, really exciting energy, that really positive, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen. And then rejection is just isn't something that you think about. All you get to do is stay in that really bubbly, exciting, motivating energy of, huh, cool, all right, uh, what can I try next? Because if you know you're meant to share it with people, there is always a way to make it happen. All right, everybody, thanks so much for uh, reviews and ratings. I really, really value those uh, for all of you regular listeners. And for those of you who listen on my website because you can't get this on Android, you can get it on Google Podcasts. So if you just type Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast into Google, uh, it's going to bring it up. You can, pay it, you can play it right through the browser. So maybe that's helpful for some of you. Right, everybody, take care, and I'll speak with you all soon. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.